Welcome to this week's Devil the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkson, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Parkin. Parky, first show of the new year. How was this new year for you? Yeah, hi, Rob. Yeah, hello, everybody. Good to be back. It was good. It was nice, nice family time. Always good to get together, isn't it, and, and see everyone. I think we neglect each other most of the year, except at the matches, strangely enough, which is where I normally see my family. <laughs> uh, it's been good. It's just... Seems like a long break, doesn't it, this one, between the end of the season and, and the start of the next. I know we're on the verge, basically, but just been a long wait. I wouldn't have minded a Boxing Day game or something like that in between, but not to be. We've had a good time. It was your Christmas it good? Yeah, it was good. Family around, presents for, for the kids. My son got one of them, you know, VR headsets. They are the miles better than the ones we used to have in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, so every time he goes to bed, I steal it for a couple of hours and have a, <laughs> have a little play. But they are, you know, pretty, really, really good. So yeah, back at work. It's dark days, isn't it? Late, late finishes, go to bed, wake up in the dark, go home in the dark. You know what I mean? It's it's the way it is, isn't it? It's Sammy. Yeah, slightly depressing, really. But bright things to come. On the verge of the season now, so it's mm-hmm. time to start smiling again. Yeah, loads to go at as well on the podcast this week, Parker, because obviously we've not done it for a few weeks. So we've got all the big news coming out of the, the club and we've got the preview of the Swinton game. So we'll start with all the big news that we've missed so far. So we'll start with the squad numbers, Parker, announced by the club. 28-man squad. What do you think? Is 28 men in a squad big enough for a Super League team these days? In short, no. No, it Mm. isn't. Unless you're very lucky. I think we've seen already, I think there's been sort of mentioned that we've had five or six injuries already. And you're down to you're down to the bare bones, and the season's not started. So that's a worry, especially when you look at other squads. You know, I see Huddersfield listing thirty odd, Castleford thirty odd, forty or something. You know, all right, they're not all of a standard of Super League, but they're there if needed. We haven't got that backup, which can mean that players have to play with injuries to fill the bench. And we've seen it for the last few years, but that's the situation we're in. We know that. We know it's a financial decision. You interviewed Paul Rowley last week and he made it clear then that he'd love to bring players in, yeah. but it's just not going to, it just can't happen. The money's not there, it's not there, we can't make it up. So uh, unless one of us wins the, the Euro or, or somebody from the Middle East comes in and gives us a few quid, I think that's what we've got. We've got 28. And we had a small squad last year and we made the semi-final and with a bit of luck on the day, who knows, could have made the final. So... I, it's not it's not a crisis as such. It's just we, we would like to have one or two more, I think, just as cover. But uh, the 28 we've got, is maybe it's quality over quantity. Yeah, I was thinking that pack. I'll just quickly run through the squad. Ryan Briley is one. Ken Seo is two. Callum Watkins is three. Tim Lafay is four. Jody, Joel Burgess is five. Rody Croft is six. Mark Sneed is seven. Jack Armanroyd is eight. Andy Akers is nine. King Bunny Ayao is ten. Andrew Dixon, 11. Sam Stone is 12. Oliver Partington is 13. Chris Atkin is 14. Danny Addy is 15. Tyra Dupree is 16. Shane Wright is 17. Alex Gerrard is 18. Adam Sidlow is 19. Ellis Longstaff is 20. Amir Burr is 21. Reese Williams is 22. Dan Sanderson, 23. Matty Costello, 24. Ben Helliwell is 25. James Greenwood is 26. Brian Lannan is 27. And Dion Cross is 28. Obviously, out of them players, Parkett, who are you looking forward to seeing the most in 2023. Well, I mean, it's easy to say Brody again, isn't it? I mean, yeah. he's, he's the current man of steel. They don't get any better than that. But we, without, you know, being a little bit obvious, I think Ellis Longstaff, mm. I was really impressed with his spell at Hull. And I thought he was good at Warrington before that. I know he's only on loan, but 
he's got points to prove, I think, mainly to his, his parent club, but I, I really like him. I think he's a good player. He's got, for me, he's got shades of Harvey Levette about him mm. in, in terms of he can, he's versatile, he can play a couple of positions, he's got great skills. He'd be good, but we haven't really changed the squad that much, which is a great thing because mm. normally it's 15 in and 15 out with us. The nucleus of our squad is the same as it was. And that's, that's great for building a squad and just adding a little bit of quality here and there. I'd like to see how Dion Cross goes again this year. He really, really surprised me last year. He came in and I think even before the season started, I think I'd, I said he'd be a backup winger, like probably like Reese Williams. And if, if CO or Burgess gets injured, first game of the season, lo and behold, he's playing centre away at Cass. And you're looking at the team sheet going, have we lost our minds? You know, this, this guy's played wing in the championship. What a season he has. Maybe he's waiting to the England Knights squad by the end of the season. It's fantastic. So I hope he can develop again and carry on in that way. Because there is a bit of competition around them positions. And I hope Dan Sargenson and, and Cal Watkins are both Probably going to miss the start of the season. But you've still got Matty Costello who can come in at the centre as well. Obviously, you've got Tim Laffey there as well. So, it's it's a key position he's got to fight for. And I think I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Yeah, I'm going to go for Oliver Partington, new signing from Wigan. He's a good player. Well, I think he'll fit into our, our system well. He's got a pair of hands, which I particularly like in the loose board position. So I think he'll, he'll certainly add a lot to our team. I think Tyler Dupree, he's going to be have a big season after sort of last season impressing going getting to the England Knights squad. So he's going to be fired up, ready to go again and, and kick on. Obviously, Alex Jared after last season's heroics, you're hoping for another good season for him, Parker. So there's, there's people in this squad that have points to prove, obviously, that they're all hungry. And like I've said before, Parker, we're an opportunity club and all these players know what the opportunity is playing for Salford and we're hopefully going to take it with both hands this season like they did last season. Yeah, those names you've just mentioned there, certainly Gerard and Dupree with a full-time pre-season behind them now because obviously mm. last year they didn't they didn't get there. They were only part-time players and, and weren't with us at that point. So it'd be interesting how they can, you know, how fit they're going to be for the start of the season and get a full season out of them too. Because when they came in, it was around that time when they both sort of hit a little bit of form, both come into the team, that our season turned. Mm. I'm not saying it's because of them. It just takes time for a team to build. And Paul Rowley's his, his ways over. And we had so many injuries at one point. I think we had something like 16, 17 players unavailable or something crazy or, or shouldn't have been playing. So but the, them two are going to be good. Ollie Partington, a massive surprise that we signed him. I didn't think we're going to let him go. Uh, he's one of those players. He's come through that system there. He's, he, I've spoke to uh, people who know the, the setup around there in the amateur game at Wigan and around there. They were surprised because they expect big things from Ollie. They, they thought he was easily a future England international or, or Great Britain and when that, if we can bring that back. So another great signing. And, and the other one, the other interesting one, when you look at the squad numbers, is Andrew Dixon mm. coming in at, at 11. Now, we our back row is strong. We've got a lot of players that can play there. Obviously, Cal Watkins is, is down at three. But other than that, we've probably got six, seven, eight maybe players who could play that position. And Paul Rowley, to put his faith, I know he doesn't always mean a lot in terms of squad numbers, but it looks like he's saying to Andrew Dixon, you're on my starting second row. And for me, the second row is... It's crucial for how good a team can be because they are they are really the, the kind of workhorses of the team. And Andrew Dixon's always been like that. Just solid, solid worker from his time at Saints to us, to, to everywhere else he's been. He went to Wakefield, didn't he, and then to lose. He might not be as, as young as he once was, but I think he's he's a top pro. I think he's probably fit as a fiddle as well. So another decent pick-up there. A lot of experience to put into that pack. 
Yeah, Paul Rowley did say that he was the ultimate professional when I interviewed him. So obviously he, he has him in high regard, doesn't he? And obviously he's played from before. He knows what to expect. As, as well as like Adam Sidlow, he's come back to Salford. I spoke to him as well at the media day and he was, you know, made a point that he had a point to prove to come back to Salford. He's a different player now than when he left because obviously when he was at Salford, he was quite young and quite green. But obviously after he left Salford, he went to Bradford, went, to Lee went to various different clubs and, and he's like for me as a solid professional which is what you need in the, in this squad yeah you need leaders hmm. you know you definitely need the, there's times in, in a season where the going gets tough and I think when we lost Moose the other year we lost a, a massive leader what an influence he was him and Matt Flanagan at, hmm. at the same time and there was a couple of others who went Gil Dudson people like that. people who were who were experienced and knew the way around and, and could sort of grind out games and perhaps I think maybe we lost a bit of that. Certainly last year, relying on Jack Allenroyd, who, despite not being young, he's relatively inexperienced as a leading prop forward sort of thing. So bringing Adam Sidlow in again, you like you say, yeah, to do that, to add it to the squad, someone to just speak to people and, and guide, and he'll have been in situations where other players may not have been. And I mean, Adam, the first time round we had him, he was with a ball. He was a great player, wasn't he? Mm. You know, a, bit, a, a massive lad. For me, he just lacked a bit of aggression. And at that time, we had, uh, we had Lee Jewett in yeah. the same squad. And I think if you could c- combine them two together, you'd have probably had the ultimate prop. Because yeah. Lee was aggressive and everything you want from a prop, but just wasn't really big enough. Mm. And Adam Sidlow was the opposite. A really nice guy, but great hands, big lad. If you just had a bit more sort of biff about him, perhaps, I think he'd have gone a lot further. Great to have him and, and Andrew back at the club. They know the club, obviously, as well, which is always good even though it's gone through vast changes since they were both with us last time. But uh, no, they're just going to add to a, a good squad. And like I said, one or two more players, if we get the chance, if something comes available. I'm not too worried. I think we've got a, a great squad. It's just just injuries that will worry me a little bit in terms of numbers. Yeah, I think Adam Sidlow, when he when he first time around at Salford, is the kind of player that you wanted someone to give him a little tap to wind him up and then he'd go run around for 25 minutes bashing everybody but at 35 he's probably not going to be doing that now so he's probably going to be more mature more measured in what he's going to do and that's what that's what experience does in it Parky and obviously looking through the, the forwards like you said Armand Royd King Bunny Ayawa Ben Helliwell Adam Sidlow you know big big for bigger forwards than we had last season which will, which will make a difference because obviously people have talked about our pack not being big enough, but them coming in have made have made our squad a bigger thing to play. Yeah, and that's that's it. I mean, like say, add Tyler and Alex Gerrard into that mm. two big lads who came in halfway through the season. Now we've got some units we didn't have. I've gone about it. I must have mentioned it twenty times. The the old KR away game last year, yeah, yeah, where we were literally bullied out of the game. We had our forwards weren't big enough. The conditions were were meant for a forwards game and we just didn't have them. And, and as it proved, as the season went on, when the sun came out and everything, we, when it's a dry pitch and, you know, we can throw the ball about with as good, if not better than everyone else. But when it got into them arm wrestles, we struggled a little bit. Hmm. But then we had a bit of size and again, we've done it again now. Even Ollie Partington coming in can be proper a back row or go anywhere. And that's another thing, the versatility of the squad where players can play anywhere. So it's, it's really encouraging. I'm, I'm really happy. I don't think I've been this happy with the squad for a long time in terms of just looking at it instantly on paper. So with a bit of luck, the only the only area I would worry is is that mainly the half-backs in terms mm. of injuries. I know we've got, obviously, Chris Atkin in the background as well. He's a great, great player. Um, but you get one or two injuries, then we might 
we might have a problem. But fingers crossed, like last year, we, we get through with, with our back line basically intact and we'll be a we'll be a danger to most teams. Yeah, new captain as well, Callum Watkins, vastly experienced local lad, six times Super League winner uh, with Leeds, you know, vastly experienced. He's played under some great captains. I'm sure he'll, he'll want to play his own way. I spoke to him, he, he said he just wants to lead by example and not be the, the shouter, which is fair enough. Different captains have different styles, don't they? But I'm sure he's going to be a fantastic leader. Yeah, he, won't, he obviously won't be alone in that. But I mean, Callum Watkins, he, he, he's, he's probably, uh, I don't know, he, it's an obvious choice in so many ways. Mm. You know, the experience he's got. I mean, the World Cup, we just came through. He selected for that. What season he, he just had. He was he was brilliant. But I don't know, I probably mentioned it to you, or I've mentioned it to a few people, that in our 150th year, it's it's a local lad, an ex-ball boy, who's going to skipper us through the season, which is, but itself is quite, quite a nice sort of level of symmetry. But also, he's from Stretford initially. Mm. I wouldn't it be wonderful to see him lead us out in front of the <laughs> end at the end of the season. You know, what what a dream. 158. He doesn't get any better. So, no, but ideal. I mean, the guys, he, he, obviously, when he first came to us with with injuries and everything else, last season, wow. Um, mm. Just brilliant. I know he's got an injury, which is a, a blow for us for the start of the season. But we we can look at our team and go, we've still got Callum Watkins to come back into this team. Not many clubs will have that that kind of player behind him. So, no, but as a player, he will lead by example. Like he, like you said, they not going to be a shout. So he's not going to start pointing fingers at people. I'm sure behind the scenes, if someone needs a word, he'll have a word. Because mm-hmm. he'll be respected in the changing room as well for everything he's done. He's played alongside Kevin Sinfield, who, as a captain, magnificent, and probably Jamie Peacock and people like that. He, he's been with leaders. So it'll be good. And, it, yeah, it's just, just a nice sort of touch, I think, and, and, and the right choice. Yeah. Vice captains Max Need and Brody Croft both integral to the way we play. I think he's tactically they're both very good, and I think having them on the field will really benefit us and, and that leadership group. Yeah, the real the real brains trust, isn't mm. it? Behind us, the the two generals, if you like, they're going to dictate what we do this year. I think that's simple as that. If Brody's as good as he was last year, then gosh, it's just exciting, isn't it? And against Need, like like we said about Sidlow and people like that. And Callum, he's got that experience. He's been there. He's been around the game that long now. There's nothing he won't have seen. He's won his awards. He's landed Todd trophies and that kind of thing. So I'm sure he, I'm sure he'd be more verbal than than Callum mm. in most games and most of the time. I think he's going to be shouting quite a bit and, and and telling the players what he needs from them to make us better. I think the other one is is Ryan Braley as well. Having an experienced fullback like that, I know again he's probably going to miss the start of the year, but. And another, as a Salford fan, it'd be great to have I mean, him in his involvement in that little group of leaders. And they'll get us around the pitch. So, yeah, great decisions. And maybe obvious ones, I don't know. I mean, Andy Akers could have been with a shout. You know, he's, he's been phenomenal for the last year or two. There's several, but no, you, you can't go past them three, really. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting, obviously. Tickets are available for our first two friendlies, one against Swinton, one against Wigan. Important that us fans get down there, support the the lads. I know away tickets that we get a certain percentage, so it's important we buy the tickets from the club rather than going away from home and buying them at the opposition's grounds so the club then do get some money for them. So it's, I say, as Paul Rowley often talks about, trying to get juice in the tank to purchase new players. So if you're go into an away game and you're thinking about buying a ticket, get yourself down to the AJ Bell midweek and pick one up. 
Yeah, I mean, you think back to the, the Cats away at the end of the year last year, Huddersfield and the playoffs, Saints. I don't think it still work that way in the playoffs, but you think of them numbers, a few thousand. If they all bought them from the club, tickets from the club, we get, I think, is it 20% of that? Yeah. I mean, that's the, the numbers we talked about to the Saints, was it, I don't know, 4,000 maybe, something mm. like that. And if we're getting 20% of that, that's a big boost for the club when they've not got a home game for months and they hadn't had one for a while anyway. Mm. Uh, Remy, I, it's an obvious choice, isn't it? Yeah, get them booked from the club. Give it, make sure we get as much of the money as we possibly can and obviously turn up at home games as well because that's, that's massively important. Yeah, the the Lee away uh, tickets are now available. £27 for adults before kick-off, £30 on the day. Pensioners are 24, 18 to 21-year-olds, 15, 12 to 17-year-olds, £10, 5 to 11-year-olds, £5. There's also packages of one adult, one child before the game day is 30 quid. On the game day is 34 quid. Two adults, one child is 54 quid before game day and 60 quid on game day and two adults two kids 59 pound before game day and 66 pound on game day so obviously rugby league is you know it's a business in it parking i always said if it ever went over 25 quid i wouldn't bother going but here we are (laughs) yeah um it is it is slightly too expensive. I think when you stick a booking fee on top, you're paying 30 quid anyway. I know there's, there's offers on you want to take a family and everything, but it, it's a bit too pricey for me. That I think I think 25 quid could be a ceiling, but that's that's up to the clubs. All the clubs will charge that. And at least going to Lee, you do get, you know, you will have cover. You can go away to, to Wakefield, Cass, Leeds, places like that. And if it rains, you get wet. It's as simple as that, and you're paying for the honour of doing that. At least at Lee, you know, we, the stadium's quite nice. You know, it's not too far either, is it? But so when I saw the price, I was shocked. But if that's the going rate for sport these days, I think somebody mentioned that, was it last, for the, for the United, Notts Forest semi-final? You can get a ticket for 30, or 28 quid or something. You pay one yeah. pound more for a semi-final of a football cup. But anyway, that's, that's the way it is. That's me having a bit of a moan. But I'll still be there, so on the moment, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little pricey. But clubs have got to survive. The game's got to, you know, we've got to pay the players. And to be fair, you should get paid a lot more than they do, mm. especially when you're looking at the moment at the football transfer window and the money that's being knocked about. And when you think that what these lads go through for the the pittance, really, that they, they end up with, they do deserve more. And if clubs want to pay them more, they've got to put the prices up. That's how mm. it is. We need the sport to grow, so. You know, it's either that or the, the, play, the best of our players go to Australia or Rugby Union. We, hmm. we don't want that. Yeah, we we talked about the financial state of the game, didn't we, a few weeks ago, and the eye-watering amounts of money that clubs have, have lost, and they've got to make sure that that they've got reserves, haven't they? Reserves of funds, if if any of it happens in the future. So, I do understand why the rugby league is in that kind of money. But obviously, you're hoping that family tickets available and student tickets available for students and kiddies tickets being a decent price. The the price is, you, as a family isn't massive unless unless you were going to pay thirty quid each, which you're not. These clubs have got a, a thing set up where you can buy children's tickets, student tickets, OAP tickets, concession tickets, others like they're graded, aren't they? And um, so you're not having to pay massive money each time. Yeah, I think you mentioned there the, the, the league game one one adult one child for thirty quid. Mm. You're basically paying that for one adult, yeah. You know, so it encourages really. And then there's one with two adults and a kid, a child, you know, and it, 
it works out miles cheaper to do mm. it that way. I suppose well, not everybody's got kids and families or whatever else, but that way it does work and it does reduce the, the, the pressure on Hamlet to go. And they think that people, single males or whatever, who, who are going to go and, and females it, will have more disposable income. So does it matter? So, yeah, the, the, the game needs money. And sponsorship's tough to come by. You know, we're all in tough times and we do have a choice. We go, we don't. But I'm sure the Red Army will be there in big numbers on that first game anyway, despite what they charge. Yeah, sold up till the 16th of February. So make sure you get down to the AJ Bell Stadium and pick your ticket up. Before, don't forget, we do get a large percentage of every ticket sold. So it benefits the club if you get down to the AJ Bell and uh, purchase a tic- your ticket. Also announced this evening, Parky, is our reserves. They got a friendly against Hunslet on the 3rd of February at Hunslet, 8pm kickoff. Obviously, I think Hunslet had a game called off due to the weather last week so we've stepped in and, and helped them out with this obviously our reserves looking to get match fit ready for their season so it's a win-win for everyone yeah absolutely they made great progress didn't they in the, in the last 12 months got a lot of work's gone in behind the scenes we you know we haven't got an academy so this is our our next level if you like uh, next you know the next generation of players uh, it'd be a tough test i mean you know playing a, a hunslet's first team mm. uh, it's, a, it's a massive step up for these lads who played nothing like that level wouldn't have thought at any point so yeah it'd be, it'd be good for them to get a run out good for us to step in Hunslet again we play Hunslet quite a lot as a you know as a first team drawn quite a lot in the cup in the past yeah. and we've had friendlies with them and so on it'd be good for them to see how they are chance their arm a little bit before their season bats and that experience again yeah, we, we don't know what the season's going to throw at us and whether we might have to dip into the reserves. I don't know what level they're at, as in, could they make this? Can they even make that next step or are they ready? We saw it at the end of last year, didn't we? It was a Warrington game, the last game of the season, where mm-hmm. we threw quite a few reserves in. I know a lot of them have, have sadly, I think, have left the club, moved on, possibly a couple of them anyway. But it's good for them to have a run out and go over to, to Unslet and, and you know see what they can do. Yeah. Like I said, Parkis Opportunity Club, obviously, they get the opportunity and then if they're spotted by a team and then they can't find their way in, then that's how sort of rugby league grows. Your players go and play in other areas, don't they, to gain experience. And there's nothing stopping us going back in three and five years' time if they continue to develop and say, come back and we'll we'll subsidise the other club or whatever for all their hard efforts getting you to a certain level. So I think I think it's great. I think Paul Rowley spoke about reserves, said he was quite happy with the standard that they're at now. And I... I think that, you know, he wouldn't think twice about dipping in if the player was available, which needed to fill a position, which which is great. Because like I say, without a academy, it's a bit difficult in it, bridging the gap. But I'm sure Stuart Wilkinson and the rest of his coaching team down there are working hard to generate players for Paul to be used this season and, and the scenes to come. Yeah, you mentioned Stuart there, Stuart Wilkinson. We're very lucky to have him. Mm. He's, he's a super talented coach. You know, everybody in the game that you speak to speaks about him very highly. And he'll get the best out of them lads and he's giving them the best chance. And just going back to that Warrington game last year, them young lads that came in, not one of them let us down. No. You know, they looked the part and in a name that didn't mean anything, did it? We, we kind of, in many ways, went through the game because we had you know, bigger fish to fry in the next few weeks, which, which Warrington didn't. Funnily enough, no. uh, and they put out basically a full strength side, so they, they stood up really well. So it's great signs, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how they get on. Yeah, so tickets are available for that. It's ten pounds for an adult, 
£5 concessions and a free for under 16. So if you fancy going down to Hunslet on the 3rd of February and support Stuart Wilkinson's lads, talking about opportunities, Parker, we have a Copperhead player on a trail with the first team at the moment. He's called Rion Sweet. I think I spoke to Curtis Goddard about him. His nickname, he called him Rio Sweet, so we'll call him Rio. He's a second row loose forward, six foot two, fifteen stone. He was raving about him. So it's great, obviously, he's got this opportunity to come down and, and, and play and train with us. It's only going to benefit him as a player. It's going to benefit mm-hmm. Copperheads, obviously, when he, if he goes when he goes back, if he goes back. And you just kind of hoping that, you know, we, we see a good performance off him on Sunday. Yeah, very much. I mean, it's, this is what we spoke about all year, wasn't it? With these, mm. these tie-ins with you know, Welsh Rugby League, the Copperheads, Ghana. You know, even Ipswich Jets, which we haven't really mentioned, have we? It's no. done, done a bit quite an Ipswich, but this is what it was all about. The, the chance for their players to, to come and train with us and work with us and their coaches to learn. And who knows, we may find it, you know, a hidden gem. And the thing is with it, with America, I mean, it's massive, obviously, but the sports are bred into them. There's so many athletes. And I think Paul Rowley mentioned that they, they can't all play their native sport, if you like. You know, they can't all be... American footballers or ice hockey players or baseball players, you know, basketball, there's going to be people falling through the gaps. And and rugby league is perfect for that. Perfect. It's a game for everybody. No matter your size, there's a slot for you in that sport. I think it'd be difficult playing basketball if you're five foot four. Yeah, I don't Mm. know. You know, just just thinking back to like some Rob Burrow and people like that. So that I think we've got a great chance. And this guy, I mean, if he's as good as he's saying, he's from an athletic background, and he's, you know, I listened to an interview they did on on American TV in Florida. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, besides the fact he couldn't say Salford, that was that was slightly worrying. <laughs> but it, it, it came across that he was rugby league mad mm. as well. You know, so he understands the sport, and I, I think there's a great chance of picking up some talent. Paul, for me, when 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 you, when you spoke to Paul, he seemed a little bit not not off, but maybe not as encouraged as I am. I think there's a, an amazing chance to pick up somebody who can learn the game very quickly who's going to have that athletic mindset. And yeah. what you'll find is so many of uh, top sportsmen are great at many sports. And I've had a choice growing up. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, lads, I remember Nathan McAvoy when, when I was growing up with, he was great at uh, basketball and athletics and, and, and rugby league and he couldn't do anything else. I know Dennis Betts before that was a, was on United's books, could have been a footballer, chose rugby league. So many like that. So they cross over. And I think this guy sounds like, you know, he, he might be the first of many. But who knows, the next one that comes, or, or Reardon himself, might mm. just be that player that we, we go, you know what, he's actually worth a shot. Let's keep him. Mm. Yeah, Curtis was raving about Florida and how much athletes they, they produce. Um, he was talking about Rio a lot, and how you know he's so excited. And he said, "He's what he says to me is we haven't sent over a slacker." I think he said slacker to me, and we, which means that he is ready to go, and he, and he wants to come over and he wants to learn, which is so important. And like you said. He's, he's made big waves over in, in Florida. He's on the news, and that promotes them. It promotes us. It promotes the sport, and that's that's what's important. It, you know, it's about growing the game and making the sport bigger. I think the only problem, the whole thing about the importing from America, the problem is that with the RFL international rules, is if you're going to bring someone over from America, you've got to put them because they're on. A, I think America in are a tier one rugby nation. 
or whatever. So basically, the, for them to come over, they, they can't just give them a, like a, a 20, 30 grand a year contract. They've got to be on 100 grand a year to come over. So if you're coming, if you're like a Super League coach, not just Paul Rowley, but any Super League coach, have an opportunity to ping, to bring over an 18-year-old, 20-year-old American. Is he is he going to be worth 100 grand? Are you willing to gamble that 100 grand on him, you know, setting Super League alike? Because that, that's basically the rules. And I think that's what's kind of stopping teams doing it at the moment. They're hoping that, obviously, the, the rules change in that situation. And if they do, then obviously we'll be in prime position to, obviously, pick up these cophead players and, and grow the game, both stateside and here. How how are we supposed to grow the game? I don't understand that rule one bit. I yeah. mean, this is a this is a country that doesn't have a recognised professional league. Really, you know. Yeah. It, I, I don't. I I get it if you're going to sign someone from Australia or New Zealand mm-hmm. or even New Guinea or Fiji, Samoa, wherever these developed nations that have you know are ranking high in international the international rankings, but USA doesn't. No, I think it's back down in the twenties now, ranked twenty odd or something. It's yeah. Not like they produce players constantly. So that's, I mean, I'd be very surprised to see how many Salford players actually earn a hundred grand or more. Yeah. So to start with, so you're not going to do it because you just go to the championship and pick up two or three players quite mm. easily. So I don't. I, I, that that's bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's a rule that needs looking into. That certainly if, does. If the USA could take up rugby league big time, the game's going places. Yeah. We spent, you know, we spent time back in last year talking about international rugby and. And the growth for the next World Cup, there could be an African nation in there. Who knows? It might be Ghana. It might be, you know, whoever it is. But another game, again, there he's developing at a rapid rate. But you want you want the States. You want Canada. You want these, these big nations, the ones that are sport mad, to take it up. And we need to give them a chance. And I know we've tried in, in Canada. It hasn't quite worked yet. But the, there's, you know, still plenty of enthusiasm there. But the USA, it's got several, I think it's got several leagues going. Because of the size of the nation, so we need to we need to encourage that. So I'd be yeah, I'd like to see that get changed and you know, give give them a chance. Yeah, I think with IMG coming, I think it's hopefully on the radar because I'm sure I think Hulkiar have had link up with with Holland or the, the Netherlands. I think so they they might be in the similar permission sort of to us. We're ready to pounce if the rule does change, which is which is important. Preparation is key, Parker. Yeah, well, yeah, very much so. All care in Holland. Yeah. Yeah, well, to be fair, it's not hard to get to from there, is it? <laughs> very out of Holland, it's straight to, into Holland. So, yeah, that's that's quite a good link up. But yeah, yeah. No, I think we, all should, we, think we all should be doing I think I think that should be an obligation of a Super League club to at least have link-ups in certain nations. I think we, we've got to do our bit. I think it's the same in, in football, in Premier League. There's so much power at the top and nothing filtering down or not enough. We've got to do our bit because, like you say, we've got to develop the sport, but also it's for our own benefit to bring in the next players. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. We'll see. Indeed. Talking about the next generation, Parker, 150 years we've been a club. And we obviously, we've we've gone through a few generations and there's a celebration going on at Beulah Park on the 11th of February, organised by the... I think it's by the Supporters Trust and the Foundation. It's a night of celebration, food, a compare, singing, a comedian, a raffle. It's going to be a great night. It's been an odd one, this, on and off in my mind, whether I'm going or not. Not because I can't, there are other things surrounding why I may or may not be going, but as it's got closer, I started to think, yeah, 
should be going there, <laughs> should you? You know? I mean, we've got to support all these, these events anyway. Mm. Uh, it's a massive, massive year, massive celebration. So, yeah, that, I mean, that should be a good night. I mean, for me, you look back, I mean, literally, I can see it from here. So, probably should be should be making an effort. It's not far. I don't drink anymore, so it's not even like I have to stagger this up. Is it. It, be, it should be a good night. I hope there's a big turnout, but I must, I must sort of my diary out and move a couple of things about and hopefully I, I can be there. I think that's that that's where I'm edging to now. I think mm. time to swap a few things about. But yeah, it should be a great night and a good chance for us all to get together again as, as fans. I know we see each other at games, but we don't we don't really meet anymore. No. You know, I don't socially it's just not something that's happening. It used to happen quite a bit back mm. in the we're at the Willows. So it'd be nice to, you know, catch up with a few faces as well. It's because you don't drink anymore, Parker. That's what it is. <laughs> And I've got kids. <laughs> it's also good. It's a, it's a good idea, Parky, until you know, going out on the booze until about three o'clock in the morning when the kid wakes up and you're like, "Oh, that was a bad idea last night." Yeah. yeah. So not for me. We just we just follow solve in a different way now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested in going to the 150-year uh, celebration event at Beulil Park on the 11th of Feb. You can contact Shirley on 07817904217 or you can contact Dennis on 0757663194. Obviously, important part of the year for the club regarding the sponsorships. I think the last time the club announced it, Ken Seo, Dion Cross and Ellis Longstaff were still looking for sponsors. I think, obviously, with Ken Seo, part of the, you know, our strike force, uh, Super League top try scorer. I'm sure there's a business out there who wants their name read out every time he crosses a line three times a game. I, I would have thought his would have been the first one to go. I know. I thought that. 20 odd tries a season. Yeah. You know, his name's read out, you know, more than anybody else. That's a strange one. Same with Dion. Hmm. All the tries he got last year, he scored, did he score 16 last year or something? Yeah, yeah. Or 13 or 16 or something. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know how much he costs to sponsor a player, whether to sponsor Ken Seo is a lot more expensive than Jack Almond, I don't know how that works. I've, I've never really looked into it, but I'm sure there's, I know even in these hard times, there's, there's businesses out there that could do with, you know, a little bit of advertising and, I mean, Ken Seo seems like a, an obvious choice. I, I'm very surprised he's still available. Yeah, did shock me when I, when I said I was saying the club haven't updated it on Twitter and we'll have to wait and see. I'm sure they'll they'll announce it if they need need anyone to come in and, and pick up these, you know, fantastic sponsorship sponsorships. Also as an opportunity to sponsor our, our ladies team as well individually. Obviously after the fantastic season last season, winning the League Cup, getting to the grand final and being promoted to Super League Two. It's four hundred pounds plus that. You can get your company name on the website, on the player, on the team sheet. You can get your two thousand and 23 match day shirt you can obviously get announced over the tannoy as well and uh, you get your sponsored sponsor's name on the scoreboard as well which for 400 quid packet it's, it's pretty amazing that yeah and, and hopefully this year they'll get even more exposure than they got they got last year i mean it was it was brilliant last year wasn't it, it was a good, real sort of roller coaster in the end but no moving up again into into super league two is a, a big step the challenge cup we, we're in that who knows where we're going that so and the coverage it's getting now from from Sky and even at uh, BBC is, is great. And so, if you, you know, it's a good chance to get your name sort of seen in likes, if you like. Mm. 
It's a shame Mills here at Devil in Detail haven't got a few more quid. We could have had a <laughs> we could have had a, a bash at that, but I think it's yeah. our reach. But yeah, no, you know, I'd encourage anybody because obviously that money as well it helps it helps the the girls with their progress, but it helps the club finance it because this you know it costs a lot of money to run a rugby league club. Hmm. Uh, we've already mentioned that we run a tight ship. The budget's not great, but uh, any money that can, can can come in, and I'm sure it must be a lot cheaper than, than the you know the men's first team. To, to, so, so I think it's a great idea. Yeah, our Kofi's not quite there yet, Parker. But you know, <laughs> our listeners are there. If you want to, you know, support us by, you know, buying me, you, and uh, Paul coffees for the equipment and the subscriptions, and also build a bit of a fund to support the the ladies. Then you know what you got to do: click the link and buy uh, a coffee. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> yeah, or, or help us fund one of the ladies' team. Yeah, just do. Yeah, yeah. Got so, small, small part in that. That's it. So there is, if obviously you're interested in sponsoring the ladies or, or the, the, the men's players who are still available, you can contact hannah.edge at sofredevils.net and uh, she will, will help you out. Talking about the ladies, Parker, like you said, they're in uh, Super League 2 now after last season, season's heroics. They've got Castleford, Lee, Bradford, Featherstone and Barra in their division. Uh, obviously, going to be a, a few tests in that, that division. But obviously, like you said, in Super League Two, now you're in, you're in the elite, aren't you? And in the off season, we've seen them on Instagram and, and Twitter training, working hard, and, and and they know, obviously, they're in Super League now, so they've got to give that a little bit extra because there won't be teams who will drop off because everybody, it will be fit, everyone will have the skill, and so you've got to match them to beat them. Yeah, it'd be a big step, big challenge. I start last year, I remember saying that. It, it was just a good chance for the girls to get the feel of the game and the mm. knocks week in, week out. And I mean, we've been through that for a year, flew through it really. It was only, you know, that last that last game that was disappointing. We looked like we'd run out of steam mm. a little bit. It'd been a long season. Like I said, we played played in as many games as we possibly could, really. So it was a it was it was a big ask. Because again, they're not a big squad. There's only so many numbers in there. So these girls are gonna have to do it week in, week out, plus work. And, and everything else that they do besides study or, or whatever else. So it's, I mean, it's a big commitment for them. This year will be be interesting to see. I mean, some of the performances last year, I still believe, would have been good enough to get in Super League One. Mm. I'm not joking. I think they were that good. There, there are obviously lesser teams in there, teams that weren't going to be as strong and as what we're going to face now. But that's the challenge. That's the test. That's why they, you know, that's why the girls are in it. And fingers crossed, they can be as successful this year. And who knows, you know, next year. Could we play in the actual Super League? Mm. That's that's got to be the goal and the dream for the girls. But there's no pressure on it. You know, they they did what they did last year in, in the first year. They only just got together. Mm. Uh, hopefully, we can bring a couple in this year, and I dare say one or two may move on. But that nucleus again, like the first team, is is still there, uh, and it's it's a chance for them to. to you know, develop again and challenge themselves. Yeah, we say it's a privilege in it, but like you said, it's it's, it's another opportunity in it. And obviously, next year with the the Super League Two and Super League One sort of merging, I think the top ten go into to the Super League or something like that. So we've got to make sure that we finish sort of mid table to the top, mm-hmm. just to make sure that we're in the mix for that Super League. I think with IMG, I think there was talk about making sure that you're 
sort of ladies team was in it was in the Super League. So I think it's obviously that extra bit that you have to do. And, and obviously, you know, our, our ladies, we know what, what they're about. They, you know, they play well last season. But like you said, it's, it's a test and I'm sure they'll be up for it from what we've seen in the off-season. They're pushing themselves to make it that level. So we're all super excited about what's to come in the Super League also Parker they're in the Challenge Cup as well they're in the Challenge Cup for the first time they didn't play last year because they, they weren't, weren't eligible but this year they are they're, they're in like a, a group with Wigan Featherston and the Cardiff Demons so I think basically what they do Parker they, they play three games and then the top two go through to the quarterfinals then it's a knockout until they get to the, the final Wembley so it's going to be very exciting obviously but Wigan men or women are the, are the top of the top of the game uh, Featherstone Rovers are a very good ladies side so that'll be a big test and obviously Cardiff Demons I don't I admit I don't really know too much about them yet but we'll, we'll learn about them but I'm sure you know if they are in the Challenge Cup they're going to be a good side Yeah they say the they say Cardiff will be made up of many of ex rugby union or part-time rugby union mm. players as well the women's game in, in rugby union certainly in South Wales he's, he's big so they could be quite useful like say Wigan and Fev, proper up there will be league, isn't it? They've, they've, they've dragged up on it around there. So uh, it's a tough group, really, mm. it's a tough group. Um, but again, I've got all the faith in the girls. And like I say, there's no pressure on them. This is still developing, it's still learning. The players there who'd only played a handful of games, even now, when they, when they joined last year, they've never played rugby league. So it's not like they've got a background in it or anything like that. So it's just about developing and getting better. And hopefully, like you say, we can finish mid-table or, or higher in the Super League 2. And if we do get a good cup run, then then fantastic. Because, you know, the magic of the cup, it's, it can do anything, you know, new wonders for your club. Yeah. So it's going to be super exciting, you know, following the ladies throughout the season. All the, the PDRL lads have been have been training in their pre-season. So obviously all our teams are getting match fit and, and ready for the 2023 season. We'll be obviously covering it the best we can on this podcast. Obviously, back when we started this, we, only, we barely had a first team and now we've got like eight teams to follow. <laughs> <laughs> and the wife's wife goes mad. Oh, another team! It's like, yeah, it's like it. <laughs> that's the only the yes. kickback about being it being a great club. Now that we've got so many teams to follow, is more more time. <laughs> a valid point, that you know. Yeah. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Just keep adding more and more. No, we've gone from one to about six. Yeah, in no time. So yeah, like you said, we'll try and cover as much as we we possibly can, and you know. I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of people around who will pick up uh, any pieces we miss. Yes, yes, that's what it's all about. It's a team effort. That's what it's all about, Packer. <laughs> to finish, sad bit of news. Really, one of our under 18s who played in the pathway, Logan Holgate, passed away recently. Our, our thoughts with his friends and family at this time, Parker, a, a tragic loss at such a young age. Yeah, absolutely devastating. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what to say. I remember reading it at the time and your heart just goes out to the family, doesn't it? You know, and he's, his friends and teammates and everything else, but mainly his family. I mean, how, how you you cope with that kind of devastation, I don't, I don't know. And, from all, all reports, he was a super talented rugby league player as well. You know, it's just such a shame that the, the, these things, you know, sadly happen. And who knows what he could have gone on to, to you know, to achieve. I know there's been a fun setup, hasn't there? I think he, last I'd seen, I think they'd raised like £30,000 or something. So, that's, you know, that's fantastic. But sadly, it won't, you know, it won't bring him back. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's the, the, the sad part. But, um, 
yeah, it's, it seems to be happening more and more, unfortunately, uh, over over recent times. And you know, we just got to hope they can find something that can can suss this thing out early and find out what you know what's going on mm. uh, and stop these 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 tragedies tra- tragedies because it's a massive shame. Like I say, such a talented young man to you know to be taken away at such a young age. It's, it's not right, is it? It's not right. Yeah. Well, the thoughts are with his friends and family at this time, and yeah, sad. So that's all the all the news, and now we're back. And we'll look forward to the Swinton game. It's time for the double So first friendly against Swinton Lions on Sunday at the AJ Bell, one PM kickoff at Parker. Uh, like you say, it's been a long goal winter this, but the the Reds are back. Yeah, the boys are back in town. Mm. Yeah, brilliant. It's been it's been a long a long way, and up against the old enemy. Mm. You know, I know to to many of a, a more recent generation, it, it won't mean much. You know, Swinton just just Swinton, isn't it? But to to me and to the people of, of my age and older. We, you know, we, we remember a, a kind of a proper, proper rivalry. Yeah. And they still really don't like us. We're more <laughs> kind of, let's say, fair about them, aren't we? But they'd love to turn us over big time. But as we only have 20 odd players fit, we're going to have to play basically first team. Mm. So it's not like we're going to take it easy on them, you know. So it's good. No, it's great to be back. Sure, sure the Swinton fans will come and make a bit of noise like they normally do. Fair play to him, but uh, no, I've I look forward to it. I really do, and I just wish it was more competitive. You know, game against Swinton. I wish our neighbours were were at a level of, of us or, or around that, so we could have a you know a proper competition. But uh, it is what it is. But it's going to be good for for our boys to get a run out. Yeah, they played two games so far. I think West Midlands Hurricanes and they beat Settle and Select 13 on Sunday. Alan Coleman, you know, building a, a decent squad. Uh, he's had to have a bit of a turnover, obviously, getting promoted from the, the Championship to the Championship last year from, from League One. So I suppose it's a building process for him and also for us because obviously, you know, both teams have bigger fish to fry in the in the, the weeks and months to come. Yeah, it's just, just a shame that Swinton did something that we've not done for 40 years and winning winning St. Helens. Yeah, it's, uh, it is learning. And they do, I mean, the thing is with Swinton, and full you know, credit to them is, we talk about our budget and what we're working on. You know, they, they, they don't have a, a ground of their own, really. They, you know, they're a bit nomadic. They get, you know, a few hundred fans every week. And yet they still might have failed a fairly competitive team mm. in the leagues that they've been in. Uh, and I'm sure they'll do that again. They'll, they'll, there'll be one or two players out there that'll surprise you. They always do when they come. They always look at us when you think they've got something there. I remember, was it last year we played them in a friendly or the year before and start the season? I tipped them to do really well because I, I, I looked at them and I thought they, they, they had something about them. Hmm. Uh, they, they were a, a really good team. I think they got a few injuries and so on, like you're going to get. And it's obviously harder for them to replace players as well. But no, it'd be it'd be a good it'd be a good test. Like you say, they've had a couple of games already. They'll be warmed up and ready. And probably you know a few of their cobwebs are blown away. They've gone through a few a few moves, and you know they know each other's game better. But the good thing for us, like I said earlier, is we haven't changed that much. So as a team, we you know we we should probably expect to see much more of the same of what we saw at the back end of last year. 
yeah, they've got a few players, obviously, to look look out for. They've got uh, a lot of players that are coming, obviously. It's, it's going to be interesting to see with Paul, obviously, Paul Rowley. He's, he'll have his game plan and what he wants out of the game, Parky. And, you know, as a coach, will he just want a sort of a, a sort of lots of points, and lots of ball movement, or would he want sort of a, a, a completion effort where you're going to be completing high and making sure that you don't turn the ball over and, and try and get as much sort of juice in your tank as you can? I think the one thing you'll definitely want is no injuries. No. And that's the, the big key for anything pre-season. I think it's a, a case of trying to work on a few things that we've probably tried in, in training recently and, you know, that kind of thing. But just a bit of iron out a few bumps and bruises, you know, get a run, get some game time in your legs. For some of them, it's been a while since they played. All right, we had a few of the World Cup and everything. Whether they'll, you know, they, they'll be on and off. But... No, it's just a chance for him to build because we've only got this, and as far as I know, the Wigan testimonial game before the season starts. Yeah, uh, which I kind of like because I don't want us to get injuries, so stay away from playing as long as you can. But then, will we be game ready by the time the game? I don't know. I don't know. I, I trust Paul Rowley and, and, and Kurt Angerty and, and, and the battery staff there, anyway, and everybody else to to get it right. So, but yeah, it's, I think it's a, a chance for him just to to see his players in action again, get a run out. Have a look, see who looks a bit clunky, see if there's anything they've worked on that's not going to work further down the line, or if he spots something and thinks, hang on, this could be the next, you know, we can, let's work on this. I mean, personally, I'd like to see plenty of ball movement, hmm. but I actually think it'd be good for us to test the forwards out. Yeah. If that was our, our back line, and especially when everybody's fit, is, is sensational. Absolutely brilliant. We know that. But we've got a few new pack members that we need to sort of bed in again and It'd be nice to see the ball go, you know, stick with them a little bit and, and see what they can they can achieve. How many meters we can start making because that was a problem early last season. We didn't make enough. But it, for, for Paul, it'll just be a, a chance to see his players in action again, have a have a run out. I say, get them up to a bit of a fitness level, you know, match fit. Come away with a clean bill of health. Yeah, you mentioned before, Parky, that you know some of our reserves have, have fled the nest. Miles Harrop, he's gone to gone to Swinton. He's a good player. Dan mm-hmm. Avery and Mike, but you know they, they have they have some good players to Swinton, and obviously, like you said, it's. It, we just need to make sure that we're we're primed and ready. Uh, I'm sure, obviously, Paul Rowley, we've had really good off, uh, off season by by the look of it. You know, if if social media is to be believed, so obviously we we are short of bodies, but we're, we're hoping, obviously. You know, we can get as many bodies back before the season starts, and then we can we can start firing Lee. But obviously, looking forward to, to the Swinton game. It'll be a great event. Lots of local local rivalry there to to enjoy. And you're hoping, obviously, we come away with a win. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to see points put on the board, wouldn't it? You know, mm. plenty of tries and that kind of thing. But I, I don't know. I, th- I think the weather's it's supposed to be okay to start with. It might get a bit wet Sunday afternoon, but. I don't know, but that, that could obviously affect things at this time of year, cold hands and a wet ball and, and you know, greasy surface, that kind of thing. But yeah, just, just try and get through the motions, go through the game, work on a couple of bits that they've, they've looked at in training, identify maybe, you know, new things that they want to try out. And if, if the game ends up being, you know, close or whatever, that then so be it. But as long as the main thing is that Paul and the players get what they need out of the game. Yeah. As, as fans, it's just great to get back watching, you know, but this isn't, you know, this isn't the, uh, you know, the chips and gravy of the season, is it? You know, this is just, uh, this is just a scallop at the start of the season. Uh, yeah. You know, we've got much bigger, 
fish to fry. Am I, am I living in a chipper? Um, <laughs> you, you had know, your tea yet? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I am actually. Oh, yeah. um, but um, as the season goes on, obviously there's going to be bigger, bigger challenges coming up. And but this, yeah, just nice to be back and we'll have something to, to talk about. It will, and obviously Rio Sweet, the trialist from the Copperhead, he'll get he'll get an opportunity, which is you know something to to look forward to. There, we'll be able to have a little look at him and see what you know what Curtis Goddard was was banging on about on, on this podcast. It's going to be very exciting to see. So, give us your score prediction, Parker. I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to think it's going to be fairly tight. Certainly in the first half, our teams are you know fresh and and just trying to work each other out. But I think it'll finish. 48 12 to Salford. 48 12. Okay, I'm gonna go Salford 60, Swinton 6. 66, and I think in it will start off like house on fire and just keep rolling. And Swinton will score late, make it 66. Which will be a good, good start. Because that's what I like. I, what I want to see on Sunday is a consistent standard, a good consistent standard, rather than blow Swinton away in the first twenty minutes and then drop off in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, you tend to find that in friendlies, though, don't you? It happens a lot. That and obviously, like, mm. like I said before, they, they change, you change the full team basically. Yeah, at certain points and. It can upset the rhythm and it'll take a while to start again. And that's why that happens. But it'll be interesting to see how he, what, what he starts with as mm. a team. And as I mentioned before, there's players who can play in various positions. But he might so he might want to try a few players out in, in other, you know, in other roles. I mean, one thing's for certain that we've only got three half backs kind of thing. So that's that's not going to change that much. Amir Buran and the Akers there at, at, at Hooker. But other than that, you know, players could play anywhere. So it's going to be interesting to see what he, what he lines up and whether he goes big and strong, you know, first up, what you would expect for the first game against Lee, if, you know, depending on fitness, or does he go with a makeshift or, you know, a bit of a trial team and then switch it and, you know, throw Ken Seal back on the wing and Joe Burgess, because you know what they're going to do in them positions, Tim Lafay, does mm. Matty Costello start in the centre, you know, it, it's, it, it just, it's up to Paul, for, you know, what, what he wants to do, it's a great Great chance for him to see players who he won't see for a few months. So, uh, yeah, be interesting, but I'm just looking forward to it now. I can't wait. Yeah, it's been great being back on the podcast back after a, a few weeks. I want to say big thanks to our listeners for all the, the Kofi donations yeah. over the last couple of months who managed to invest in a bit of equipment and park it to make people's podcast experience even better uh, so what i would say big thanks to everyone who, who donated so far don't forget if you want to donate follow the link and buy me parky and paula coffee to help us uh, you to grow the podcast yeah i think hopefully in the next few months i may you know i may take a step up again but we, i know we've got a few ideas haven't we, that we could, we're going to try and hopefully you know get together and like you know maybe liven up a bit and there'll be certain weeks where there won't be much to talk about so uh, you know to, to keep everyone entertained but you know the main thing is we uh, we keep in touch with what's going on at the club if there's anything you've missed and 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 you know just share our opinions and you know everyone has their own so you know please feel free to to join in yeah so big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, Devil in the Detail podcast. Abra Parkson, you can find us on Facebook, Devil in the Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify, and YouTube. See you soon. <laughs>